focus on will definitely have an impact on our marriage. Let's talk about it in today's episode of the Hope for Healing, Faith for Living podcast. Hello, I'm Tim Dumas, and thank you for joining me today. I do pray that you are doing well. Before we get into today's what I want to share with you, uh, I want to say if your marriage has been really, really bad, it can be really, really good. You can have a new start in life. You can have a new start in your marriage. God is a forgiving God, a God of mercy and a God of grace. And if you will look to him and if your spouse will look to him, then you can end up having a marriage that pleases God and glorifies God and that you're glad to be in. Today, I want to talk about the marriage mirror. And I want to look at James chapter one and see what it says about having a mirror. And basically, I'll go ahead and share. It's talking about you look to the word of God to see who you are to be and what you're to do. And you keep looking at it at the word because it's a mirror or it, it, you're able to see who God says you are, what God says you are to do. You can look in the mirror of the word of God and see who God has called you to be. But when you look away from the word and you don't do what the word says, then you forget who you're supposed to be in God's eyes. So let's begin with James chapter one. I'm going to start with verse 19 and I'm reading from the English standard version. It says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. Now, let me say this. This is a great verse to go over and over and over again and apply it within your marriage. Each spouse should desire to listen, to desire to hear and understand the other one. That should be your first goal. The scripture says, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak. See, our first goal isn't to come up with an answer. Our first goal isn't to correct them or to say the right thing. No, the first goal is to hear them, to listen to what your spouse wants to share. Your spouse isn't always looking for you to tell them an answer or, or, or even to respond. They, they want you just to hear them. That's your first goal, to make sure that you are hearing them. Let every person be quick to hear and then slow to speak. Sometimes if the occasion is right, then you do need to speak. You do need to share. You do need to share wisdom. You do need to share grace. You need to share love or give a word of encouragement. But that's the secondary goal. We need to remember that. The first goal is to be quick or eager to hear them. A lot of times when a spouse is talking, they just want to be heard. They just want to be understood. And we need to make sure that we are listening with the goal of hearing what they are saying instead of thinking about what we need to respond with. There will be time for that later if, it, if the occasion is there. But the first goal is to hear them. So the scripture says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And it says, for the anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, isn't that interesting? See, this is written to believers, written to people who are saved. But see, when we become born again, it's our spirit that becomes brand new. Our mind and our emotions, that's a process, okay? 
that saving or renewing of our mind is a process. And that's what the Word will do. The Word of God, if we'll listen to it, act on it, and yield to it, it will save our souls. In other words, it's going to bring our mindset, how we think and what we think, into a right standing with God, too. In other words, how we look at life and what we think about and our emotions will start to line up with God's will for our life. But again, it's the Word of God who, that does that. And in fact, all of our lives line up with the Word of God. Everything about us lines up with the Word of God if we will look to the Word of God to see who He says we are. In fact, we're going to get more into that. Verse 22, But be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. What does that mean? Well, you know, if we're not yielding to the truth of the Word of God, sometimes we can be like, hey, I know a lot about the Bible. I know a lot about God. Not if you're not yielding to it. You begin to think you're something that you're not. You're deceiving yourselves. God has called us not only to hear what the Word says, but to be doers of it, meaning we are to yield and submit to the Word of God because it is God's will. And if we're not submitting and yielding to his word, then we're not submitting and yielding to him. Verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man or a woman, of course, who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and forgets what he was like. So what is this saying? The word of God is to be a mirror to us. We are to look at it, and instead of seeing how we really are now, we are to see God's will for us, who He has called us to be, who we are in Christ. And we look to that mirror, the Word of God, to see God's will for our life and who He says we are. And then if we will act on His Word and continue to look at the Word, then we're not going to forget what God says we are. And we'll start to live it out, start living out who he says we are. We'll start acting like the person he's called us to be. Because we continue to look at the word of God and act on the word of God and yield to the word of God. Let the word of God change our mindset, change our acts, change even our desires. So if we will do that, then we will not, we will not forget who God says we are. But if we just look at the word and don't do it, then we're just fooling ourselves and we're not changing. We're not really turning into or becoming who God has called us to be. So again, it refers to the word as a mirror. We are to look to the word of God to see, God, who do you say I am? What am I to do? How am I to live this life? How am I to be a godly husband? How am I to be a godly wife or a godly parent? We look to the word to see what God says, and then we live it out by continuing to look to the word. And we have the freedom and the grace to live it out. Verse 25, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, means you stay with it, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Again, that was verse 25. You want to have a blessed marriage? Look to the word of God and see what it says. And don't forget it. You stay in the word and then you do it. You persevere in practicing living out the Word of God. Amen. So we look and continue to look to the Word of God to see what a godly husband is, what a godly wife is, and how we are to interact with each other to have a godly marriage. We are to look to the Word of God to see how we are to treat each other. 
And this is how we transforms our, transform ourselves individually into a godly spouse and to have a godly marriage, a blessed marriage, a marriage that has God's favor on it, God's blessing on it, and it honors him. See, so it's not just knowing what God wants you to do, but it's acting it out, desiring his grace to do it. That's why we got to keep our eyes focused on him so we don't forget what he says, but it's actually transforming us and giving us the ability to live it out given us the grace as we believe him. Now, let's look at another verse. And this is a verse that, honestly, I believe married people should look at every day or at least weekly. Before I share with you, I want you to understand it's from the Amplified Bible, the Amplified Version. And the first part's meant for the husband. And the second part's meant for the wife. But you'll see that what's meant for the wife is a lot more wordy than what's said for the husband. But, you know, maybe it's because men can say things in a few words where a woman, you know, she takes a lot of words to explain things. I don't know. But listen to Ephesians chapter 5, 33. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33 from the Amplified Bible. And again, it starts with the men. It says, however, let each man of you, without exception, love his wife as being in a sense of his very own self. Okay, that's what it's telling the men to do, the husbands to do. Love your wife like you're loving yourself. Okay, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. That's something that men should read all the time. So they're not forgetting who God says they are in a godly marriage. God says a godly man, a godly husband is one who loves his wife as he loves himself. And loving his wife is just like he's loving himself. We're called to love our wives. We should not forget that. Now let's go to the second part. It's talking to the wives. And let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him, and loves and admires him exceedingly. I told you it was a little more wordy for the, for the ladies' part. But isn't that beautiful? What it's saying to a wife, to how she's to respond and how to act and how to treat to her husband. Let me go back when we talked about how uh, we are to be quick to listen and slow to speak. We are to desire to speak. Right, We're to desire, I'm sorry, I said that backwards. We're, we are to desire to hear first. That should be our first goal, to hear. And then if we do speak, then it needs to fit what we read in Ephesians 5.33. The husband is to desire to listen to his wife, to understand what she is saying. And then if there is a reason to say something back, then you say it with love. The husband is called to love his wife. Whatever you say to your wife, it needs to be said in a way that she hears love when you speak. And if the wife, the husband speaking to the wife, her first goal, her first desire is to be quick to hear him. Be quick to give him your attention, to listen to him. Not thinking about how you're going to respond or not thinking about how you're going to um, uh, give an answer to help. No, the first response is to listen. And then if you do speak, if, it, uh, if the situation does call for you to speak, 
then what you say needs to be in a way that the man feels honored, esteemed, loved, of course, and respected, and even admired. Your words need to carry all those things with it. This is how we move forward in what God wants for us in our marriage. Look into the word to see what we are to do, how we are to respond, and we're seeing who God says we are. We stay in the word and we act on it. That way we're not forgetting who God has called us to be. Then we'll have a blessed marriage. Then we'll start to become a godly husband or a godly wife. Then we'll start to have a godly marriage. So whatever we see in the word of, of how to interact with each other, and, and, and whatever we see, especially when it talks about how husbands and wives are to interact, we need to continue to look at it and look at it and look at it with the goal of it changing us and we become what we're seeing, who we are in the word of God, what God's called us to be, who God's called us to be. But it takes continually looking in the word, yielding to the word and saying, this is how God says I'm to act. I'm going to trust him for the grace to act this way. This is who God says I'm called to be in a marriage. I'm going to trust him for the grace to be. And I'm going to continue to look to those word, to look to his word, to look to his word. Looking to the word is looking unto Jesus. And you know, the scripture says, looking unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith. You can have a blessed marriage. You can have a marriage that's blessed and honors God and brings glory to him and other people can see it. And it draws people to God. You can have that. But you got to be willing to yield to what the word says. That's yielding to God by yielding to his word and trusting him for the grace to live it out. I hope this has encouraged you. I hope the last few episodes have encouraged you in your marriage. I hope you don't give up. And if you've messed up really, really bad in the past, I want you to know you serve a God of goodness and a God of mercy and a God of forgiveness and a God who loves you. You can have a wonderful marriage. More than that, you can have a godly marriage. Amen. Again, I'm Tim Dumas. Thank you for listening. Until next time, may God's riches and best be yours.